Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me saying got em, But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them, just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse who you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn, I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm reclining with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russell Rocky Other names, Trade X5 Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem I am Rocky Petrella, and I also have a trading problem. I'm Ryan McDowell, and I have a trading problem. Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 277 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. And we will, because Rocky and I are back together. It's always a good day when Rocky and I are back together. It's always an even better day when we get visited by the one, the only, the you know what just he's ryan he's ryan mcdowell that's who he is we're not thank gonna you. Make thank you that's right <laughs> he, he he's not awesome not in every way deal. shape or form he hasn't helped build this community industry to everything it's become he's just he's he's ryan he's just he's just a guy ryan. just a guy <laughs> that, yeah that's right and uh you know uh the intro was was no lie i do have a trading problem as i told you guys <laughs> Before we hit record, the problem is I haven't been trading enough or making enough dynasty trades. So uh, maybe talking trade on here will inspire me to get some deals done uh, before <laughs> the season kicks off. Season kicks off before the night ends, Ryan. Even uh, though hey, you, that, you have work tomorrow, that sounds you might good be too. Going right to bed after, because but... <laughs> I'm going straight to bed after this. That's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, all right, so we have the closest thing we're gonna like. We had the Hall of Fame game last week, and that was okay. That was all right. But we had, like, real eyes on players this week. We had preseason. We had football that was fun to watch, and I firsthand got to see the just degeneracy that preseason DFS brings <laughs> out in people. Um. So this past weekend was the FF Expo, which if you have not gone to, just go next year it is just so much fun to be around uh you don't need to be in quote unquote industry person whatever the heck that means you don't have to create content you don't have to anything if you like fantasy football it is going to be fun to be there and i happen to find myself in a living room with chris allen j mike adam wildy uh justin edwards and Jeff, oh man, I'm going to be a jerk and forget it was a Jeff Hicks. I, Jeff, I, Jeff Hicks, yep. Yep, there you go. I almost blanked. Oh man. <laughs> and the worst part was when I was hugging all them goodbye and I'm like, oh man, I don't even know who you are, but I'm going to hug you anyway. And of course I know who Jeff is. And then I blank <laughs> on his last name. So maybe it's a bit. There you go. I'm going to stick with that one. It's all on purpose. It's all on purpose. And they're watching these games and Aiden O'Connell is throwing the ball to wide receivers I've never heard of and they're just <laughs> flipping out and I'm like look man I get it I'm never gonna play the kind of money that they probably are right now but like to be that interested in the preseason with these names of players that may never see the field again like that sounds like it's kind of worth a little bit of a shot <laughs> I yeah I haven't gotten into the preseason DFS too much um mainly because I'm I'm not great at DFS in general but oh. um I mean, I'm, you know, I get it because, uh, I mean, honestly, just gambling on uh, on sports, especially sports you might not care about that much in general, it suddenly makes you interested in that uh, in that game in that event. So, yeah, maybe we brush off preseason sometimes as uh, as not that interesting. But yeah, when when you've got a little a little stake in it, uh, that changes things. 
Yeah, and not to mention one of my best friends, his name is Tim O'Connell, has a son named Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> it's Aiden is spelled differently, but I just don't care. So like, <laughs> we need Jimmy G to get benched. Like, I don't want to wish hurt on anybody, but like, he's you know he has enough contracts that he can get benched by this point. So let's let's get Aiden O'Connell out there, and I'll be a half a, a Raiders fan for that one. Though he is a diehard Niners mm-hmm. fan, and said he will even if his son did grow up to go in the NFL. He he would root for his son's team unless they played the Niners. Like that's rough, dude. That's like he has the Niners logo tattooed on his leg, but like, oh wow, that's your child. So like you're saying Super Bowl, like a Super Bowl, you're happy either way. Either the Niners win or your son wins a Super Bowl. But like, and you're not. That's okay, that's easy so. to say now. His kid, his kid gets in the league. He's rooting for his kid over the 49ers. I don't care. I mean, but also he might be like five, but he needs to bulk up a little bit before he can make the <laughs> NFL anyway. Okay, so let, let's move on to things that will actually affect the NFL. And two things that we absolutely saw coming finally came to fruition. And Zeke signed with the Pats and Dalvin signed with the Jets. And I love that we even have two players that I don't need to say full names because <laughs> like, these guys are just their first names. And, you know, we had the Patriots. Well, I think everybody looked at Dalvin at one point, but the Patriots were looking at running backs. The Jets brought in Dalvin before and ended up signing with them. So, I mean, let's take this one at a time. Uh, Ryan, does Zeke signing with the Pats give you feelings about Ramondre Stevenson in any way? Because I feel like we finally convinced ourselves that Ramondre could be a thing after all the years of Belichick ruining running backs for us. And Zeke happens. Now the question yeah. is, do you think Zeke is enough to make Ramondre not happen? Um, well, I, I will say I was already kind of worried about Ramondre. I mean, kind of dig into his season last year. It wasn't as efficient as you might uh, expect for what was really a breakout season ultimately for him. Um, we, we've heard really all off season about his target share and, you know, how surprising that was. And um, obviously Damian Harris was out of the lineup for, for much of the time. It, it really just felt in retrospect, like, like Belichick and the Patriots hand was forced a little bit by really having no other option than to use Stevenson as, as a bell cow as nearly an every down back. And, and that's what they did. But uh, it, it already felt like, um, like that was going to change this coming year, whether it was Pierre Strong getting that pass catching role, and, uh, and and then they, you know, they showed some interest in in some of these veterans along the way. I think they, I think they had Leonard Fournette in for a visit a couple weeks ago. So you know, now that they finally pull the trigger here on Zeke, I think it's, um, you, you know, it just locks in a a step backward for Stevenson. Okay, and then. The other side, you're a competing team. You're looking to fill out your roster. Are you willing to send your second for Zeke? Like, let's say you're, you are a competing team. It's a playoff. You want it to be the 212. Are you going to even try and send that away to shore up? I mean, will he be more than depth? Do you think he'll be playable week to week? Um, I think he'll be playable some weeks, you know, just like last year. It's, it's going to be a matter of good luck finding those weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I mean, Zeke scored 12 touchdowns in, in one of the most productive offenses around the league last year, the Patriots had 12 rushing touchdowns total. So this, this is obviously a step backwards in or a step down in offenses for Zeke. I don't think we can expect him to have that same type of, uh, of stat line. And, and even last year when he, when he was in that, uh, RB2 range, it was, like I said, it was tough to know what you were getting uh, on a weekly basis. So, no, I would not pay a second for him. If, I'm, if I've got that second burning a hole in my pocket, I want to flip it for a veteran. I think I could probably aim higher. I mean, I'd rather have a guy like David Montgomery. I think you could get him for a second potentially uh, if you find that right team matchup in, in your league. Um, you know, pro- probably a few other running backs in that range as well. What about you, Rock? Yeah, I'm I'm with Ryan. I don't really have much interest in Zeke. I have I also had a little worry about Ramondre, but it's more and I mean this would have been the same worry last year. But they uh, 
just that offense. I, you know, I have no trust in that offense whatsoever. Uh, and he managed to produce last year in that offense to, to, to be an RB1 overall. But uh, I, I don't think Zeke affects it that much for me, though. Just I, I do see him a little bit more as depth. Uh, I mean, if you look, like, Pierre Strong might have been the best running back. I just Googled the, the, the Patriots running backs, and I don't even really know these other names. J.J. Uh, <laughs> uh, Taylor, I guess I recognize, but is not very good. Kevin Harris, C.J. Marable, these are the guys on the depth chart that I just pulled up. So, um, uh, so I, I, Zeke, to me, is more depth. Uh, he's definitely going to have a, a, a something of a role. I guess the biggest worry is he could be the goal line guy. He, he was better in goal line situations last year than Ramondre was. Uh, but I just I don't see him having that big of a role. So, and I still think uh, Ramondre probably will be the, the uh, pass catching back there because they don't really have anybody else to fill that role. I don't see Zeke doing it. Yeah, and I think they brought on Kevin Harris just to confuse people when Damian Harris missed time. Like, oh, Harris is on <laughs> people. Let's watch out because it worked for me every single time. I'm like, oh, Damian Harris is that, that? Wait, that number doesn't feel right. And then no, it was the wrong guy. See, I think I'm with you. And Jason in the chat brings up the point that yeah, when it comes to the passing game, we sit here and we talk about Bill O'Brien. Yeah, you've mentioned well, him a lot. Yeah. Well, let's take a step back. Having an offensive coordinator, yes, an actual <laughs> offensive coordinator, does give them a bump. So that offense will most likely be better than it was. But they still but, have Mac Jones or <laughs> Bailey Zappi. I mean, to see how that season goes. But like, I think I'm with you, Rock. Where I think my biggest issue is, I think Zeke's going to be the goal and short line. You know, short, wait, yardage. short yardage and goal line back and. Well, that doesn't completely take away from Ramondre's work. It, you know, touchdowns are nice to have. And, well, I think that offense will be better. I don't think it has the roster to be very good. Like, I have faith. Bill O'Brien was a very, very, very good offensive coordinator. We have such sour tastes in him because of how bad of a GM he was. Um, But still, and I love me some Juju and... You know, I kind of wish they brought in Hopkins. Maybe Bill Belichick gets Kayshawn Butte back in form of just being a good football player. Who the heck knows? But, like, if if they're putting up the kind of season that's just, a you know, better than what last year was, but not necessarily great, having the between-the-20s running back might not be the greatest thing in the world, especially with the price. Like, I was never fully on board with playing a decent first for Ramondre in the first place, which you had to. Yeah. And now I'm definitely not doing it, which means I'm not getting any Ramondre because it would be silly for people holding him to sell him for less at this point. Yeah, But also, I'm with Ryan, and I don't really want to pay a second for Zeke. You know, if he starts scoring a touchdown a game, maybe I'll do it when one of my running back gets hurt. But, like, I don't want to do that now. I think it's going to be like Ryan kind of alluded to with Zeke. There might be a game or two where he scores two touchdowns and has 50 or 60 yards, and he's worthwhile. But I think those are going to be few and far between. Yeah, agreed. All right, so let's move down to the one that I think that is a little more upsetting to the world, even though mm-hmm. they t- pretty much told us they were doing this anyway. Dalvin signing yeah. with the Jets. I I don't even know how to lean into this because, first of all, Michael Carter is a good second running back. Why can't you just let this man play? We don't need Dalvin Cook there. Michael Carter did a really good job. When Brees was on the field and when Brees wasn't on the field. I think there's one big reason for this, Russ. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. Uh, I thought that's where you were going. They're enemies. (laughs) They were on different teams in the same division. They hate each other. (laughs) Um, No, that's probably what it is. You want to push. You have to push all in right now is what it comes down to with Rodgers. But uh, Rocky, are you worried about Brees Hall, though? Okay, hold on. Two-part question. Do you think this is a statement on Brees' health, even though he just came off the pup, even though preseason pup means nothing? And then, like, during season, like, do you think Dalvin is still good enough to take work, like, work, work away from Brees? I do. He's I'm, he's faded uh, a little bit last year, but I still think he's got more in the tank than Zeke does, for instance. Uh, and I, I do think a big part of this was Aaron Rodgers wanting uh, – wanting Dalvin on the team, uh, I guess maybe wanting another veteran, not, you know, because we don't know for sure about Brees, but I, 
I'm kind of, and I'm obviously, I've already seen this on, on Twitter or X or whatever the hell we're calling it now, you know, that this could be a, a buy low window for Brees. And I, I, I kind of agree with that. I, I'm not that worried. And I'm not sure that I think Dalvin maybe is the number one earlier in the year uh, because of the injury. But I, I don't think that, uh, I st- Brees Hall right now is a better running back than, than Dalvin Cook is. So, uh, and this should be a pretty good offense. So it doesn't change my value for Brees that much, but I would certainly try and get him cheaper right now if you can. Ryan, does this give you any strong feelings either way on any of these players? You know, I mean, the Jets have kind of been telling us that this was going to happen all off season. I mean, even dating back to the draft when, when uh, the Lions take Gibbs and the Jets were reportedly uh, going to take him just a couple picks later. And then uh, you end up taking the the rookie in the mid rounds. They um, have flirted with Cook and, and they've done this really all off season. So uh, I do think it's a concern for Brees Hall, at least in the short term. Um, you know, at least over, let's say, the first half of the season, uh, possibly the entire the entire season, uh, because I do think I do think the Jets are all in. If there's any doubt that Brees Hall was going to be ready to go and, and play at that high level that we saw him uh, early last season, then I think that's why they make this move. Um, you know, they they obviously uh, they want to make a Super Bowl run here, uh, which sounds crazy when you're talking about the Jets, but that's. That's what they're looking at when you bring in Aaron Rodgers and then he takes the pay cut. That was just another hint that they were going to go after one of these running backs because it's pretty much all that's left out on the market at this point. So uh, big picture, long term, I'm not worried about Brees. I still would uh, value him as a, as a high-end RB1 in Dynasty, uh, but we might have to wait longer than we wanted. Um, I don't, I don't know that you're going to see much of a discount or, or people panic selling. But like Rocky said, if you see that in your league, obviously take advantage of it. Yeah, in August, Superflex ADP, uh, Brees Hall is coming in at RB6, which, oh man, Gibbs jumping up to five. Oh, I love Baquan. Austin Eckler up at two. I I love that we're getting into point scoring season and this is actually happening, even though I just look over uh, Cooper Cup, wide receiver 11. Those are the two I look for once <laughs> once we start filling our lineups. Those are the two players. Where where do they land? Because they need to be up there. And I love seeing Eckler at two. But I we, feel uh, like, like Brees at six is probably right until we see him and he looks awesome. But I think I'm with both of you where I'm not really worried long-term because I, Brees is awesome. We saw Brees be awesome. Yeah. And good offenses is good for running backs, and good yeah, defenses he, is also good for running backs. He was awesome <laughs> and, in a bad offense last year, yeah. So we are, you know, hoping that this offense does click like it should. If the defense just does what it did last year, they almost brought the Jets to the playoffs with, I I mean, they they had people playing quarterback, but to say they had a quarterback is a bit of a false statement. So like I'm still all in. I I would still pay regular price for Brees right now, which is probably in that two first area. But on the flip side, like I was saying before, asking if you pay that second for Dalvin, I think I do on this one. Like Dalvin did look slower, but he still did sort of Dalvin things with the workload that he got in Minnesota, and that's what you're looking at like getting. All right, maybe we don't we can't send the two twelve for Dalvin, but if we can send a mid second, I still think that's pretty on point for what you want in your competing teams at a price that you won't care about when you're in you know making the playoffs with this guy on your team. So uh, the 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 I'm still trying to talk myself that this isn't the biggest bad thing in the world for Brees this season because I just you know. I'm I'm all I am never f- for trading for running backs in the non-point scoring season, but I've been getting Brees all over the place this off season because that's <laughs> really good. Um, and it's so, almost um, the point scoring season now, Russ. So. It is the point scoring season now, but it, it wasn't two months ago. Um, so, like, I yeah. I want it to not be the biggest deal, but I'm gonna take the fresh legs approach and be like, maybe this is good because it'll keep Brees 
nice and rested. But I think, yeah, you might need to lower your expectations a bit, and that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, as as far as the value, looking at um, this is our single quarterback ADP. I know you were looking at Superflex, but um, it, even after he suffered that injury in in the fall, his value didn't really change much. Um, he was the RB six in uh, September prior to that injury. He was the RB six in October. Uh, I believe that was uh, right around the time he got hurt. November, RB5, December, RB3, and he stayed as either the RB3 or RB4 in every month since uh, this past December. So, um, you know, if you're if you're hoping for that buy-low window, it's probably not coming, at least not yet. Uh, if we get to, you know, if we get to week two or three and he's inactive and, and Dalvin's having some good games, Maybe we see him fall, you know, to RB eight, something like that. I think that would be that would be the biggest account you could expect. Oh man, if we get to a world where I can trade for Brees Hall for like a first and a second, I'm gonna have so many Brees Hall shares and it's gonna be glorious because again, that that dude is good at football. All right, so now we get to the part where I don't like doing work and I get to ask our guest, which do you want to do next? Do you want to do trade X trades or listener questions? Uh, let's do those trades. I'm ready for those. Okay. Trade addicts leagues are 12 teams, super flex PPR tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yardage, except for TA one, which there are none. So it doesn't matter. Okay, in TradeX2, though, we have a relevant trade because Ramondre Stevenson got traded for Joe Mixon and Romeo Dubs. I have been terrified to try and acquire Joe Mixon on teams or the team. Well, I was about to put that in plural, but the team I have Joe Mixon on. You know, I, I was ready for the Bengals to cut him. It's been an entire offseason storyline that they're not, that his dead cap is low and his salary is high and they brought in all these young running backs and it just never happened. And while Mixon looked bad for 17 out of 18 games last season, he's still the running back for the Bengals and well, running back extraordinaire Samaj P. Ryan is now gone. Um, so what are your thoughts on Joe Mixon and Romeo Dubs for Ramondre Stevenson? Yeah, I mean, two days ago, three days ago, this would have looked like a slam dunk for the Stevens side. Right? Um, and, and now it's certainly worth discussing. I, I don't know. Did this trade happen post Zeke signing? Russ? No, this one happened. This, uh, yeah, this was before. A bunch of days ago. Yeah. 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 I, I assume that was the case. Um, I, I think with these running backs, and, and I've said it a few times, I know it's kind of become a. Uh, a, a common stance to to take or a common way to view these running backs outside of those elite guys like Brees Hall, like Bijan Robinson. You've just got to, you got to look at these guys and value them a year at a time. And I think at this point, I'd rather have Joe Mixon than Ramondre Stevenson for the 2023 season. And Rom Romeo Dubs is pretty much a non-factor for me, but yeah, I'll, I'll take the extra player. I think I'm taking the Mixon side here, which I'm I'm kind of surprised at myself. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like I always have this avoidance of same position, same tier trades because, I mean, for the most part, um, for the most part, that you you don't want losers in trades. Yeah. You, you want everyone to kind of feel like a winner when you're one for wanting. Someone's going to kind of lose, and. Romeo Dubs doesn't change that what this is. <laughs> right. Um, but I think you're right. Like, well, no. See, the thing is, like, if this was three days ago, maybe I'd do this just to get younger. Uh, yeah. But now, right. I think you're right. Like, unfortunately, now, I think I just ride with Mixon since he's still on the team. And there's nothing there to uh, take things away, you know, like. I'm not worried about anybody else in the backfield besides Joe Mixon. Like I know right. they have some young guys that could be good, but it's still Joe Mixon and I'm cool with that. Rocky, what do you think about that one? 
I always hate when Ryan's on and I don't agree with Ryan and you in this case. <laughs> I would think I'd rather have the Ramondre side here uh, just cause of the youth. And uh, I just, I don't have a lot of confidence in Joe Mixon. It seems like definitely last year, he, a lot of his season totals were based off that one big 55 point game he had one week uh, with yeah, the five touchdowns true. or whatever it was. And despite how good that offense is, it doesn't seem to benefit Joe Mixon that much for some reason. Like he has his games here and there, but he's, he has his fair share of duds and uh, maybe Ramondre will too. Uh, again, I, like I said, I didn't love the offense, but I just feel like Joe Mixon is not good enough for me that I'm going to send Ramondre Stevenson for him. It's basically what it comes down to to me. I don't have enough faith that he's going to, be an RB1 or something like that. And I think there's still the chance, at least, that Ramondre is. Yeah, I mean, that's that's understandable. I mean, as far as the age, you know, Stevenson's older than we might expect based on that's true. That's uh, true. when he came into the league. Stevenson, 25 and a half. Joe Mixon just turned 27. And, and sure, at this point, we expect this is probably Joe Mixon's last year in Cincinnati based on uh, the offseason that he's had between – uh, the contract issue and, and a couple of off the field uh, things that, that did not look great for him. Um, but I mean, uh, you know, the, the Patriots are already adding competition as we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think we could look a year from now and, and these guys are going to be valued similarly uh, in that low end RB two, you know, maybe even high end RB three range. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not convinced Mixon even outscores Stevenson this year. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, that was kind of my point. Is whoever you like best for this year? I don't yeah. think I don't think uh, Dobbs makes enough of a difference to um, to matter. Honestly, I mean he's he's basically a throw in in this deal. So uh, whoever you like better for 2023 is who I would take. And at this point, that's Mixon for me. Not the thought specifically, but I'm just curious, Ryan, while we have you here, what what is your take on like that whole Green Bay offense situation? And probably more uh, Christian Watson would be more the, the guy to talk about than Dobbs. I'm just curious, like, what's your take on, on Watson and, and Love and, and what you what are you doing with those Green Bay players if you have them? Or are you looking to acquire any of them? Or are you looking to sell them? Or what are you looking to do? Yeah, I mean, this is this is one that could certainly go wrong because it feels like it all kind of depends on uh, on how Jordan Love turns out, and uh, we we've had some glimpses, but we don't really know. I, I have no clue what to think about Jordan. Love. Uh, right, right, and, and that's uh, that's understandable. Um, I'm I'm kind of buying in, honestly, to Jordan Love, to the entire offense, um, to Christian Watson. I really like Jaden Reed quite a bit. I, I think Jaden Reed could actually lead this team in in targets, oh, wow. uh, possibly in catches. You know, Watson is that uh, he's that touchdown threat. He's he's going to be the the guy we want from a fantasy standpoint for sure. But uh, I think Jaden Reed could be that consistent threat. And honestly, I think he could kind of uh, take uh, Romeo Dobbs' job away from him. Okay, yeah, I'm just curious to get your take because, like I said, I, I'm not even going to comment because I just, like I said, I'm totally like up in the air on that. I, I, I don't, I don't feel super confident in Jordan Love, but like, who knows? You could, you know, we haven't seen that much of him. Uh, it could be interesting this year, and uh, like you said, if, if Jaden Reed is something that definitely would help him. But uh, we'll move on to our next trade, which is also in TA two, which is. And this one kind of surprised me a little bit when I saw it come across uh, my email. But uh, Kenny Pickett for Marvin Mims in a 24th third. So somebody must really not like – I don't I don't like Kenny Pickett, but uh, <laughs> Marvin Mims in a 24th third seems a little – I hate Kenny Pickett to me. What yeah, think, yeah. Ryan? Feels – Feels a little light for sure. Uh, I'm with you. Not not a huge Kenny Pickett fan. Uh, he's down at quarterback 20 in, in DLF ADP right now. Um, but we're still talking about super flex leagues, and, and we all know how difficult it is to get a starting quarterback, especially a young starting quarterback. Uh, I, I really like Marvin Mims, a, a guy I've been targeting uh, in the second round really all, uh, all off season. But if I could get that, you know, if I could get Kenny Pickett for him, that that's a pretty easy deal. I don't, I don't know if we have to debate this one too much. 
Yeah, I'm pretty much with you there. Like I said, I don't I don't like Kenny Pickett a lot either, but it's a quarterback. It's super flex. Uh, you, and I was listening. I was kind of catching up on some of my uh, late round quarterback episodes, and he had one of the like uh, mm. JJ pointed out. He had one of the lowest TD percentages in like in years upon years. Like it was ridiculous, <clears throat> ridiculously low, and it's probably going to regress, and they're going to score more touchdowns this year. It's not. It doesn't necessarily mean he was that bad. It's just uh, TD percentage is often sort of a, a random thing that can fluctuate from year to year. It's why we saw Deontay Johnson get zero touchdowns last year. That's just yeah. sort of a fluke thing. So uh, just from natural regression, that offense is probably going to improve. And even if he's not that great, he's going to probably be worth more to you than, than, than Marvin Mims, unless uh, Mims just pops off big time this year. Yep. Um, uh, in case uh, just anybody listening, Russ had to step away for a minute, so we're just going to keep uh, plowing through these trades. We got one another one in TA six, uh, also involving Marvin Mims. Uh, not not as quite as a, as major of a piece in this trade though. But uh, Devin A. Chain, Marvin Mims, and two twenty four firsts for Bijan Robinson and a twenty five third. And to anybody who listens to the podcast on a regular basis. J. Mike got B.J. Robinson in this trade. J. Mike's team is ridiculous, and now he adds B. John Robinson because, of course, he does. But we, we've talked about <laughs> J. Mike's team ad nauseum on here. I mean, uh, Ryan. Is, you, is this the one where uh, a couple years ago he had, like, the entire first round? Yes. That, yep, okay. That league, okay. And, and his team was already really good, even with all the, the 12 first-round picks, and he's just, like, dominating that league like we joke that j mike's second team would probably beat all of us so uh, <laughs> but uh this is a big one here what do you think is that uh is that a fair return for Bijan or or what do you think ah uh, you know i mean anytime you're getting two first plus that's uh you know that's that's nothing to uh to laugh or to, to ignore but uh, I would want more if I'm selling Bijan. This is this is a win for J. Mike, in my opinion. I like A. Chain. I already mentioned uh, liking Mims as as a rookie target, and obviously you always want to uh, acquire those first, stack those first rounders. But this is why you stack those first rounders. If you can get uh, a, a stud player that that running in dynasty right now, uh, then then that this becomes again a, a pretty easy deal to uh, to pull the trigger on the Bijan side here yeah I'm I'm with you uh I and in, for a little more context uh, those look like likely playoff 24 firsts uh maybe not the top team in the league but <laughs> six seven eight in that range probably okay so right. yeah so uh, I, then it kind of makes me like uh, it doesn't appear that the, those firsts are likely to be in the one oh two three four range so that kind of makes me like the Bijan side even more uh, I do like, I'm with you. I like a chain a little bit. Uh, I did not love him coming out, but he seems to have dodged the bullets at least of Dalvin and Zeke. And right. I think yeah. that's like the only guy left out there that could sign anywhere of real significance. Uh, and how significant really is he at this point? So, yeah. uh, so it does seem like he'll have a decent role there. I like that offense, but still, it, I mean, it's Bijan and, uh, we saw last year, Arthur Smith, uh, Loves to run the ball. So uh, I think we're going to get a pretty nice season out of Bijan and many more good seasons to come. I just, I would, I, with you, I'd want a little more. I'd want, I want to get a stud player in that deal. The other team is rebuilding. So I, I kind of get it. Uh, but I just want something more, more significant, even than the, the first, like something that I can hang my hat on where I'm, I'm, I'm moving Bijan. It just seems like sort of four yeah. quarters for a dollar to me. I mean, I think we could have put in, you know, there could have been another first rounder on that side. And um, I still have gone Bijan, honestly. That's, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that. That's how uh, one-sided that one was, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. So uh, we'll move on to TA8, we, uh, Christian Watson, who we mentioned earlier. George Pickens yep. and a 24-second. Christian Watson and I think uh, Ryan uh, convinced me I'm on the Watson side here Uh, I'm not sure what to make of Pickens I I liked him a lot coming out but 
I, I expected that, you know, he didn't improve much after, not that Claypool was taking up a ton of uh, targets and things like that, but you would have expected maybe a little bump for, for Pickens, and he was kind of the same before and after. Uh, we did say the offense could tick up. Their offensive line has improved a little bit and just from natural regression. But uh, I just like what – and Watson was very touchdown dependent last year, but I still like what we've seen. I liked him coming out a lot too. Uh, I think I've had him as my wide receiver five or six in that class. So I, I think I lean Watson here, but I get I get the trade down and getting the pick on top. Is, are, you, are you taking the, the pick there and, and taking the chance on Pickens, or are you like Watson? I'm probably taking Watson here as well. Um, honestly, neither of these guys are players I've been targeting in trades this offseason. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily label them as, as guys I'm avoiding or, or totally staying away from, but uh, I just think there's enough concerns about them after what we saw as rookies uh, to uh, you know to have have trouble paying that full price and and for Watson he's up to wide receiver 19 in DLF ADP he is over 24 years old uh now going into his second year you know that's I, I guess that's one advantage picking as as uh, still a 22 year old uh but yeah I, I guess I'm taking Watson here this is a this is a close one yeah I think it's a, a, a solid trade uh you know adding the second on top of Pickens but uh, yeah, I think I'd rather. T- I think I th- I see more upside, and I think in Watson than I do in Pickens. Uh, again, with the the Jordan Love giant question mark, I think might even help with that. Like Pickett, I think we're all a little down on uh, after seeing him last year, and uh, a lot of us weren't high on him coming in. Uh, but with, with Jordan Love a giant question mark, I feel like I, I just see more upside in Watson. So uh, I'm with you there. And uh, yeah. we have one more trade here. Uh, Will Lev, this is a weird one to me. TA11, Will <laughs> Levis for Gabe Davis. I've been a vocal anti Will Levis guy, but this seems low even to me for, for again, a quarterback and super flat. I, I, I'm not even confident Will Levis ever is even really starting beyond maybe a few games this year if, if Tannehill is, uh, you know, not very good and the team isn't doing well. But I think they are going to. I think they're going to play Tannehill as long as he's healthy until they're mathematically eliminated. They, they don't seem to think they're a, a bad team. Uh, they may be, but they don't, they don't, they're not behaving like they're a bad team. So uh, what do you think? Ryan? Well, yeah, I mean, there, we talked about the jets pushing all in. Uh, I wouldn't say the Titans are quite going all in, but uh, you're right. They're, they're definitely acting and making moves like they are playoff contenders. So yes. um We'll we'll see how that plays out, uh, but I mean, taking Will Levis in the second, whether it's this year or next year, that does tell me that he's going to get a uh, get a shot to start at some point. And I mean, these are really Will Levis and Gabe Davis. These are really a couple players the community uh, really really seems to dislike uh, lately, and and I get it for both players, honestly, but. Uh, ultimately, uh, I'm going to take quarterback. I think this is a pretty cheap way to get some access to uh, a, a rookie quarterback who was that early day two pick. And you know, ultimately, I'm a I'm a Kentucky homer, so I'm going to cheer for <laughs> Levis and and take that side. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good point, though. Like this is a, I don't like Will Levis, but this is a super cheap uh, way to take a shot on him. To me, because I, I, like you said, I, I don't think Gabe, Gabe Davis has had plenty of time to prove to us that he's more than a, I guess, maybe a, a best ball receiver who will get you a couple good weeks a year or something like that. But uh, I, I'm curious, too, what your uh, what was your evaluation on Levis coming out? Do you do you like him more than than some people do? Like, I feel like he was he was pretty widely uh dist coming out uh this year anyway before he even got drafted second i think a lot of people he was definitely polarizing at least but there were definitely a lot of detractors but i'm most curious where you stand on levis as, as a kentucky homer <laughs> yeah well i mean i tried to tried to take my blue glasses off to uh to, to analyze him and i mean there's you know he gave he gave kentucky fans he gave uh dynasty players uh, lots of reasons to be encouraged uh by his play and uh, lots of reasons to uh, to push him down the board and, and maybe uh, some of the opinions like you were saying that uh, maybe he never really earns that consistent starting job. We, I mean, we saw ups and downs 
over these past seasons at Kentucky. Um, I, I like the situation. I like that coaching staff in Tennessee. So that, um, that I think is a good thing. And as much as, you know, I'm sure it was frustrating or disappointing for him to fall uh, to the second round, land in that spot where he can sit potentially up to the full season. I think that's a good thing for Levis. So, I mean, he's still a player I'm uh, buying in on, especially at his uh, his lower cost. I mean, he's obviously lost value uh, since since the draft and based on what we expected those those super flex rookie drafts to look like where he might be a, a mid first rounder. And now he's more like a mid second round. Um, so I'm, I'm buying the discount on, on Will Levis and uh, uh, going to watch, kind of watch how this one plays out over the next year. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll let you take the chance on him, Ryan, and uh, That's okay. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, but we'll, uh, we'll finish up with our listener questions here. We have a few, uh, first, for, uh, Herm's always good to, to chime in when we send out the listener questions tweet. Herm's NFL uh, says he just wants to hear some fun expo stories, not going to lie, uh, which which leaves me out. So I'll, I'll ask that to Ryan in a second. But also Russ asked, I think, about uh, what you go for when you go for brunch, whether you go for the breakfast food, because he always asks some random questions on the tweet. But uh, <laughs> And Herm says, also, I always get breakfast food at brunch because waking up for normal breakfast hours is too difficult. Chicken and waffles hits different at like noon or 1 p.m. Uh, so first, Ryan, uh, any any fun expo stories? Because I have none because I was not able to make it this year. So I did love getting to meet you and Russ and, and everyone last year, but I did not make it this year. Yeah, I mean the expo was was a great time for sure. Russ mentioned that uh, uh, earlier in the show. Um, you know, I know our buddy Matt Price had had a good story, uh, a crazy story that uh, involves some some uh, an amusement park and some bad weather. He spent basically the entire day trying to go ride some roller coasters and and ba- and pretty much got washed out. So uh, that was that was a, ended up being a rough day for Matt and, and John Bosch and those guys. Um, as far, you know, I don't know if I have any fun stories. I, I, wish, I wish I did. I, I had fun <laughs> hanging out with uh, hanging out with a bunch of uh, people in the fantasy football space, but. Um, you know, it was just another good weekend. I got to participate in the Kings classic draft and auction draft went really well. Auction was, uh, was not such a success. I think we had $10 left and needed eight players still to fill out our roster. So that's, <laughs> that might be a, a rough, uh, season or at least rough start to the season for that auction league. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I would just say it was it was great to meet people. Um, you know, Matt Price I'd met before, uh, of course, as as a co-host on the DLF podcast, but he made his first appearance at Expo. Uh, JJ Zacharyson uh, came for the first time. First time I got to meet him. Same thing with Matt Harmon. I saw that. I'm so sad I missed those two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great, great guys for sure. Um, and you know, that's really kind of the story of of every expo or every chance you get to spend time with these folks is just meeting new people and, and kind of building friendships. We, we have that a little bit through Twitter, through fantasy leagues and, and then to uh, get to hang out in person just makes it even better. Yeah. And again, like I said, I wasn't there this year, but uh, so I'll just chime in and say, uh, if you ever have the chance, definitely go and do it. I plan to try and uh, make it next year. I got to do it last year. Had so much fun. Um, I heard, I've heard people describe it as like it's like your Twitter timeline come to life, which is exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool that's fair. to see all these different people. Uh, even like not even like like uh, a guy I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, Toronto Dave, is is not a content yep. creator, but he, he supports a lot of the content creators. And I got to meet him, and I thought that was so cool. Like, oh, it's Dave. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just such a good time. And even if you're not like a super – I'm not a super outgoing person, like – I can talk about football all day here, which makes it easier at the expo too, I guess. But I'm I'm a bit of an introvert. But just you get there and everyone's just talking fantasy football, and, and then you get to just talking other stuff, and it, it becomes easier the more you go along. So if you ever have the chance, I definitely recommend going to do it. So uh, let's get to the next question though from at uh, B Junkin eighty seven. 
Uh, we'll first get to his uh, his brunch takes, uh, which is always breakfast. Adding a breakfast twist to any food makes it better, i.e. just add bacon, which I totally agree with. Bacon <laughs> makes anything better. Uh, and then he says, uh, two eggs over easy, bacon, cheesy hash browns, and wheat toast with coffee. Oh, Russ also asked best favorite board game, which he said is Risk. Uh, so, uh, Ryan, first we'll do, we'll, we'll, we'll get these out of the way. Cause Russ always likes to, to talk about his random questions. A uh, uh, brunch guy, are you more, and I hate that he put a food thing in here cause I have the worst food takes ever. And, and I'm going to have one here in a minute, <laughs> but, uh, are you more of a breakfast guy at uh, brunch or a uh, lunch guy at brunch? You know, I'm I'm not really much of a brunch guy in general, but, uh, that was my take that I thought was going to be awful. <laughs> No, I don't, I, I don't mind brunch. It just, uh, you know, it just never works out, I guess. But, um, when I do have the chance, it's, it's, I'm still going breakfast food. Um, uh, so it kind of seems like I'm, I'm in line with, uh, with these other guys responding. So I guess that's good news, but, uh, favorite board game. I, I don't even know. You know, I, I hung out with Matt Price. I hung out with Eric Dickens, DLF guys, and those two are board game, uh yes, superstars I mean, they know it yeah. yeah they know every game they play all the crazy strategy games that i've never heard of and yeah yeah so i'm not even gonna say a favorite game because they'd probably just laugh at me <laughs> and I, I am i'm with you i'm not really a brunch i haven't really done many brunches but i would probably lean towards the breakfast as well i'm a i'm a big french toast guy so i'd be i'd be french toast and bacon but uh, board game, I'm with you too. Like, I don't know if I play a lot of board games. Like, I play games, like I have family game nights and stuff. But I don't think they're like Risk and Monopoly and and things like that. They're 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 more word games or I guess maybe categories. Does that count as a board game? I don't I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but that counts. I think that counts. I'll go with that's that one. one, and that's one we play a lot. So uh, I'll go with that one. But uh, the uh, football question he had, the fantasy question was, has Ryan been able to perfect a dynasty version of sniper active yet? Hmm. Uh, not, not exactly. Um, so sniper active was a league that I, a redraft league that started a couple of years ago. Um, really that kind of born, um, from vampire and again with Matt price where we keep, keep talking about Matt tonight, but uh, I was in Matt's, uh, Redless three league, which was my first vampire league uh, that I took part in. And, uh, you know, honestly just quickly became one of my favorite leagues and uh, the, the weekly um, uh, investment in possibly getting to steal a player from another team was, uh, was kind of addictive. So I wanted to make another league similar to that sniper active is, uh, I would say part vampire, part guillotine. The lowest score each week is eliminated from the league. Of course, that's the guillotine feature. Um, if you win your week matchup, you get to steal a player from the team you beat. Everybody gets to do that, not just not just one team. So that's the vampire piece. Um, and yeah, I had talked about trying to turn that into a dynasty league. Didn't quite get there, but I took a few of those rules uh, along with a few other vampire rules and, and I. Uh, made a new league called Death Becomes You. We're actually just just wrapping up the startup auction. It's three copies, two vampires, uh, three different divisions. One of those divisions is vampire. One is sniper active. Anybody can steal from anybody else. And then the third is um, uh, a concept that Dan Myler had for a a steel league called License to Steal. Where there was there is a vampire, but then there's also um, some other licenses or or options for uh, other teams to steal players as well. So it's going to be a crazy league. Uh, I, I'm excited to get that one uh, off the ground. Yeah, I think I think you and Bosch are the most creative people in the dynasty community and coming up with uh, different <laughs> league ideas. Uh, so that one sounds real interesting, real crazy. So. Uh, this should be fun to see how it plays out. But uh, in the in the chat, before we move on to our last listener question here, uh, Roman asks, uh, Marvin Mims or Jaden Reed, uh, Ryan? Uh, I, th- I think they're back-to-back in my rankings, actually. Um, I'll say Mims, but they're really in the, in the same tier for me. But guys, I'm looking for in that uh, early second-round range. Yeah. 
I agree with you. I think I think I would go with Mims there too. I I feel like he's got a, a little more explosiveness to him than Jaden Reed might. So uh, yeah. I would lean that way. Yeah. So uh, let's finish up with our last listener question. Again, for those listening, Russ did have to step away for a family issue. So I think we're just going to finish up with me and Ryan here. Uh, but it's from at Bueno Fantasy with, uh, with Dalvin, Kamara, and Zeke going from value to dust in a span of two years. Uh, what are we doing with RBs nearing the cliff? You cashing out while you can, riding them into the sunset. And, of course, he answered the questions of uh, he also was a breakfast food guy. Uh, and also Ticket to Ride, he said, was his board game. He says, my wife loves Lords of the Water Deep, which I've never heard of. So maybe, maybe Matt knows that one. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure he does. <laughs> but what about these RBs uh, near in the cliff? Are you, uh, are you trying to catch? You, you seem like to me like you're probably cashing out uh, before before they get close to that cliff. But but what do you what are you saying here, Ryan? Yeah, I mean that's that's the idea, I think. But Cliff uh, keeps getting earlier and earlier, right? The Cliff used to be thirty years old, then it was twenty eight. Now now players are turning twenty six, and and we're getting anxious for running backs, uh, yeah. about yeah yeah running back specifically. As soon as they get you. to that second contract, yeah. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, looking at the uh, the guys in that RB2 range right now, I mean, Derrick Henry obviously sticks out like a sore thumb at, at nearly 30 years old. Um, he's he's definitely a player I would be riding out at this point if, it, if I've got a contending team. Um, and then, you know, ultimately that's that's really the answer to the question. If if you are contending and you've got a player that you – you believe will give you that, uh, you know, that chance to win a title, that chance to make a deep playoff run, consistent prediction. Then you ride them out. If you're rebuilding, you've got a productive struggle team, whatever it might be. You don't really want any of these running backs, honestly. Right. So uh, a- absolutely start looking to trade them. Um I mean, Josh Jacobs is an interesting one because yeah. uh, still still just 25 years old, but we've seen even after that uh, career year last season, we've seen the value. We've seen him actually lose value because of this holdout situation and the uncertainty uh, about his uh, his future. I agree with you. Josh Jacobs is an interesting one, and uh, I was just looking at the some of the ADP. I was curious. What about not that he's um, necessarily nearing the cliff, but he is 26, hasn't gotten a lot of usage, but he people are pretty high on him right now. Tony Pollard, are you look? Would you be looking to cash out there? Or are you looking to uh, if you're if you're a contending ish team, at least at least you know in that uh, you think you're going to be a playoff team? Are you just holding him, or would you maybe be looking to to trade down to someone else and pick something else on top? Or what, what would you? What are you looking with Tony Pollard? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited, like like seemingly everybody else, excited to see uh, what Tony Pollard does this year and, and how he can uh, follow up his big season last year. But you're right. I mean, this time this time next year, fast forward one year, and now he's yeah. 27 years old. Yeah. And and right, he's, he's on that franchise tag, so potentially not with the Cowboys. Uh, I, I think there are there are some reasons to look to flip him. I don't want to go too far, right? I don't want to go too far down the uh, list. If I can use him to buy low on Jonathan Taylor, I would certainly be looking to do that. Um, Jacobs would be a guy I, I would be willing to take on, especially if we get some good news on him regarding his, his status this season. Um, you know, we don't have to go too far down that list before – it, it really drops. I mean, like Derrick Henry is RB 16. You feel great about him. If you're a contender, Dave Pierce RB 18 and then Miles Sanders and Rashad white, Cam Akers, James cook, like it falls off pretty quickly. So if I am moving Tony Pollard, I may be looking to move way down at running back, but also either get a, a pick or a wide receiver. So Maybe I'm willing to move all the way down to uh, a guy like Alexander Madison or Alvin Kamara or David Montgomery, but I want a starting level wide receiver as well. Right, or you, or you could probably get a yeah, get a first or something on top of that yeah. as well. I think right. that's what you're looking for. Uh, one of the this kind of veers off the question entirely because this is not a guy near in the clip, but it's just a name I was going to do when you were doing looking down the ADP at guys. 
And I just another guy. I just sort of want to get your take on where you're at on him, which is uh, Kenneth Walker with with Charbonnet coming in, and uh, not, and even JSN coming. In. I mean, they now have three really good wide receivers. It appears you know Lockett's getting up there, but he's still a, a solid player. And they have another running back. So, and last year Walker during the season was or towards the end of the season was probably like the RB two in Dynasty uh, at that point or close to it. So yeah, he um, was, yeah. Where, yeah. So where where are you at on Walker at this point? Well, and like everybody else, he's he's lower than he was uh, six months ago for me. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I, I mean, I think that that's obvious with Charbon addition, um, and it, it seems like we've we've really dug into his game, right? I say we, the collective we, the fan community, and really. Uh, noticed and, and kind of dug dug out some of these uh, inefficiency stats and and how how much he struggled um, in short yardage and uh, you know it just it just makes you kind of understand why they might move to to take Charbonnet uh, uh, on day two there so I mean at at his new price he's RB ten right now at DLF Charbonnet is RB twenty five. At those prices, I want both of those players. Um, we, we've seen the value drop really on both of them because of uh, the expected competition. I don't mind to have both of those guys on uh, on my dynasty roster. Okay, and R- Russ actually has, has been able to make it back, which I wasn't expecting. But Russ, we're, we're pretty much finished up the show sheet, so... Uh... <laughs> All right, so you might as well just we talked about Mixon and Dubs for Stevenson, so let's just run it back. <laughs> okay, but most importantly, which size did you guys go with? Pickett or Mims in the third? Uh we both went oh. easily Pickett. Sweet. Easily Pickett. And what about Will Levis for Gabe Davis? We both pretty much went easily Levis. I Yes. <laughs> No rush. Even I will take the quarterback in those situations. So. Oh man, but I need to. What about the Bijan trade? Uh, again, we both were pretty heavy on the Bijan side. I was sitting there while this was getting negotiated because I'm sure Rocky told you this was J Mike who has yep the dynasty <laughs> of dynasty yep. acquiring. He Bichon told me it was he told me it was J Mike that got Bijan. I I don't know who the other I team. Believe was. It was Adam Wildey. It the was Wildey. Wildey yeah. is trying to blow up his team because you have to he, because he just you did. have to do what J Mike did pretty much <laughs> yeah. to have a chance against him. And watching yeah. this happen, that that makes sense. Watching this happen was both exhilarating and terrifying. <laughs> so you actually got to witness it live. The trade negotiations live and in person. They were both terrified. It was wonderful to watch. And like that's how you know oh, it's a good trade. When you're both terrified, you both think that you shouldn't do this, and then you hit send, you hit accept, and you're just like, What did I just do? Why did I do that? <laughs> no. And that's like that's even better than both people leaving happy. Me and Ryan both liked it more than than even J Mike did apparently, because we thought he, he got a, a pretty good deal for to get to to get Beach on there. It was really yeah. well. It was really hard for him to. He really liked Mims, and so does Ryan. <laughs> which first? Yeah, me too. Which really why I hated getting rid of him for Pickett, but I put myself in a situation I didn't have a choice. Um, but it was like, and of course, J Mike is J Mike, so he had like four different firsts. So choosing which first, they had Matt Price choose which first because they couldn't agree. <laughs> So they had. I mentioned they both look like potential playoff first, correct? That's what I I mentioned. Um, when we talked about the trade. One was one's mine. One was early mid. One was mid late. Is sort of yeah. how they felt. Where there's a chance one might be early, most likely lands up in the middle. The other one will most likely be late, but could end that's up in the I middle. Thought. So like yeah. that. That's that was like the compromise. And that's when you don't know what to do. You do one of two things shoot for the middle or close your eyes and press buttons. <laughs> and they were not in the place of closing their eyes and pressing buttons. So they had in, well, you know, back in the open bar days, they used to just give everyone new Twitter handles. This is uh, at the FF Arbiter because Matt Price was the middleman in between them choosing the firsts and then listening to why Matt chose those specific firsts. It, it really was actually a wonderful masterclass in trading that like, I wish that was a panel. Like that would have been great. Like if we could have recorded that and showed that yes, at the yeah. expo, 
that would have been gold. I would have loved to be there for that. But yeah, it sounds amazing. All right. So did you go through all of the listener questions yet? Yes, we did. If you want to chime in on brunch and board games, we already did that too. But oh, Did either of you actually say lunch food at brunch? No. No. Yeah, like, <laughs> of course, Scott Fish got a burger because... I don't know. He was the one person we went out for brunch and he was the one person that got lunch. Um, and I got like the pure normal breakfast. I didn't even play around. I wasn't like joking around with lunch. I went straight mm-hmm. breakfast food. And I agree with all. Everyone said that. Though, uh, Ben, who is uh, B. Junkins, cheesy hash browns. I want cheesy. I've never had cheesy hash browns and I want cheesy hash browns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, those, yeah, th- th- those are good. And you got, you got to get some of those. Uh, Luis, who's Bueno Fantasy, saying some sort of skillet. That's, oh man. Like, you could put it on a plate and it's okay, but you put it in a cast iron skillet and you throw it in something covered in cheese and <laughs> it, it melts all over everything. It's a little greasier because it's in the skillet. And I'll just, and that's what I'm going to go do tomorrow. I'm going to leave work and go get a, well, I'm not leaving work because I work from home, but. Um, I also strongly agree with B. Junkin. Just just add bacon to anything, and it's, it's well, perfect, yeah. Very fair enough in general. <laughs> and the reason I asked the board game question was because there's a bar in Canton called Milestones, which, it, A, they have gourmet hot dogs, which are fantastic. Uh, I think the most popular one that whenever we go, everyone gets the peanut butter and jelly <laughs> dog. It's peanut butter, jelly, and it has honey on it. I mean, Zach calls it a dessert dog, I guess, but, like... Whenever, no matter how many I order, that's the last one I eat. So it's kind of like dessert. So I guess that works. <laughs> but mostly it's just because I know that one's, I know that's the good one. I know that's the one that I know I like. It's delicious. It's wonderful. So I save it for the end. But also they are, their walls are lined with board games. And normally if it were me by myself, I would have no, or, you know, amongst us normies, we would have no idea what to do. We just happened to bring Matt Price with us. So... <laughs> Matt came up quite a bit on this podcast while you were gone, Russ. Yeah, so I learned about a cool game called Splendor, which was a lot of fun, where it's a bunch of card-based things where you buy gems to build points. And, I mean, not to brag, but I happen to have destroyed Matt and Dwight Peebles. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Congrats. That's all I'm looking for. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right, well, man, like, I... Now that I feel caught up, thank you, everyone. Uh, Rocky, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything else. You you close the show, Rock. Okay, well, I, I told Russ I was going to do this. I just want to plug real quick. I have a league, a redraft league that no, I No, Rocky, you let Ryan say his stuff first, and then you say your stuff. Oh, uh, you're right. I should let Ryan say his stuff, and then I plug my thing. I'm sorry. Yes. Ryan, we didn't do it at the beginning. Why don't you tell everybody... Well, they know who you are, but what you do and where they can find what you do, which they also know, but we should plug it anyway. Sure, sure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Always fun to chat with you guys. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. You can find all of my work at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Uh, and you can listen to the LF podcast along with the Locked On Dynasty podcast. There you go. Now I, now know, I, go. I know the answer. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have Kamish Pod? That's, that's... Oh, yeah. I want to know that, too. I mean... Yeah, well, I'm you glad you know the answer. I, I don't know if I really know the answer. Sticks. Like, yeah, that, that, I guess that's the answer. And yeah. you know, we like, we, you know, we need Bosch to I, we need to make some time. Bosh and I was like, you know, we could B team this, but no one would be nearly as interested in listening to me and John keep talking as they would for Scott and Ryan. So I get. I that. hear enough of you, Russ. I hear enough of you. <laughs> like, the fact that I wouldn't do it just for the sake of doing it, because, man, even I'm tired of hearing my own voice. You know that means something. <laughs> All right. Now, Rocky, the floor is yours. Yes, I just wanted to plug. I do a redraft league every year. It's a fantasy football survivor league, which was talked about on the uh, Commission Impossible pod uh, a year or two ago, uh, where it kind of combines the show Survivor. If you're a fan of the show Survivor and you like fantasy football, check my pin tweet. You can apply there. It's a lot of fun. People love it. And I'll stop plugging it now. So uh, I guess I'll finish up with the plugging our stuff, that network, that uh, dap underscore network, patreon.com slash pod. You can see Russ and Ryan's beautiful face, and I'll also be there as well. Um, uh, a lot of other things you can get from the Patreon, getting the cool kids club, uh, our Discord chat. 
Uh, so it's uh, a lot of fun. And uh, what else do we plug, uh, Russ? Fantasy Cares? What else, what else are we doing here? Yeah, that's the important stuff. Fantasycares.org slash donate. Uh, give us your money. That's what it comes down to. Like, we, <laughs> we want your money. Uh, you, I mean, Fantasy Cares is awesome. You know, our mainstay is still Toys for Tots. The huge, oh, man, I we finally sat down and, like, I'm me, so I made spreadsheets about, like, what our plan is for shopping. So many people across the entire country, it is going to, and I've decided that we are no longer going to talk about the amount of toys we get in money. We are talking in cartloads because it is going to be ridiculous. I look forward to all of the pictures of just carts among carts among carts. It is just going to be so, so great. And, you know, we're branching out. We, you know, we, th- the mental health potathon happened with the Hayden Hurst uh, Foundation. We, you know, donated to them as well. So we are just trying to do everything we can, the best we can with the silly game we have and, you know, put some good out into the world. Um, but on that note, that was, did, was there a ghost? Was there just like a ghost in our stream yard? Um, all right. Well, on that note, I'm going to trust Rocky that this is the end of our show sheet and say it's the end of our show. It is. And I am going to say, well, A, sorry I missed a chunk of it, and B, good night. Good night, Russ. Thank, Thank you, for you for listening to the Great Attic Podcast, a proud member of the Dicey Attic Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty and at Dynasty FS. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> See ya.